this is Sally and welcome to Reclaiming Pride, LGBT plus survivors of narcissistic abuse. Before we start, there is a trigger warning. The episodes of this podcast may at times refer to domestic violence, emotional, financial and sexual abuse. To begin, I'd like us to start with a one word feelings check. How are you feeling right now in one word? Not how the people you're caring for are feeling or the people around you are feeling because you're there, but how are you feeling today in one word? This week, we're going to be looking at the acronym JADE, J-A-D-E, which stands for Justify, Argue, Defend, Explain. JADE is often used in discussions or situations where one person is dealing with someone who tends to be either manipulative, difficult, or could have narcissistic tendencies or narcissistic personality disorder. The idea behind Jade is to avoid engaging in unproductive or potentially harmful interactions with these individuals. Jade is actually borrowed from Al-Anon, but it can still be used with folks who have narcissistic personality disorder. So just as when you're dealing with an alcoholic or an addict, when you're dealing with a narcissistic person, you want to remember no Jade. So no justifying, no arguing, no defending, and no explaining. So trying not to get sucked into the trap where you're simply doing these four things over and over again. Does this sound familiar to you at all? It's frustrating and exhausting to say the least. It also will affect your health. So what I want to do first of all, before we start talking about how Jade operates necessarily in narcissistic relationships or situationships, is I just want to break down each of the letters in the acronym for us first. So first of all, we've got justify. So this is the act of trying to provide reasons or justifications for your thoughts, actions, or decisions when dealing with a narcissistic individual. They may try and make you feel like you owe them something, like you owe them an explanation for everything you do, something you said, the way you literally stepped into the room. However, you are not obligated to constantly justify yourself to anyone at any time. Then we've got argue. So arguing involves engaging in a back and forth, debates, disagreements. So narcissists frequently provoke arguments to keep you engaged. They're also designed to exert control over the conversation and control over you, your mood, your emotional well-being or otherwise. It's often better to avoid getting drawn into these circular arguments with narcissists. If you've seen the TV show, What We Do in the Shadows, now this is a comedy, by the way, it's a mockumentary. Um, It's a group of vampires who live in Staten Island in a house uh, in New York. It, It really is hilarious. One of them is an energy vampire and his name is Colin Robinson. So as he sucks the energy out of people, he gains supply and his eyes light up. Honestly, sitting with a narcissist, having a circular argument with them is like sitting with a Colin Robinson, except, you know, none of that is comedic and none of that is funny at all. But it's interesting to see how they portray him and the sorts of things he does to people. And you see the energy literally kind of lighting him up. So the more drained someone else becomes, and they people literally faint in his presence, the more energy he gets. And to be around somebody with narcissistic personality disorder is to literally see that in all of its awful action. So I remember going away, I think it was for a long weekend with my ex. 
And we had had like a nice day, you know, a nice afternoon the day before. Actually driving all the way there had been really horrendous, but then we'd had a decent afternoon. We actually got a really, really nice photograph of the pair of us. And, you know, it was just one of those short good times that that you can have with these people. I remember we woke up in the hotel room the next morning and she literally looked different. It's it's like when, I don't know what it is, and I know I've mentioned this before in this podcast, but there's a, a new set of facial expressions. There's a different tone. Even the way they carry themselves is different, maybe even a little more arrogant. And yet they seem to be more downtrodden, which is interesting. It's very akin with the with NPD because Actually, the more downtrodden they feel inside, the more grandiose they will become, the more kind of opaque that mask will become of the false self. So you know how terrible they're feeling because their pathology will increase and it will get worse. But it it was literally like a different person. I remember, you know, we took photos that morning. And if I compared it to the day before, she literally looked like a different person. It is bizarre. And I don't know if any of you have ever experienced this before, but it is absolutely bizarre. It starts with kind of the silences and the passive aggressive sort of roughness with objects and and not throwing things necessarily, but, you know, kind of a a short temperedness about them. And then you start to feel like you're walking on eggshells. And the thing is, they know this too. So they will step it up um, because already you walking on eggshells is then getting their narcissistic supply. And there was a a disagreement in the room before we left. And then we went to a diner for breakfast and she literally launched into me. I was in tears. People in other booths were staring at us. It was absolutely horrendous. And I'm like, oh, here it is again. And the reason I put this with argue is that I think in that morning, she had accused me of doing something that patently was just not true. It was like saying the sky is pink. I mean, it just was not true. And I attempted to not argue as in be combative, but kind of say, okay, well, I don't remember doing that, you know, and and even saying that would be enough. And that really just set it off for that morning. And just basically for the rest of the, of the weekend, it was horrendous. So the next one is D, defend. So when you defend against the narcissist, you're trying to protect your point of view or actions from their criticism and attacks. Narcissists might intentionally create situations where you feel the need to defend yourself. It's that Colin Robinson thing again. So as soon as they can kick you into that mode of defending yourself, they will suck you dry. Constantly defending yourself, though, can lead to this extremely draining cycle. It can last for days, literally. Um, You know, you'll sleep in the middle of it and it will be the first thing that they'll start with when you wake up and the last thing they'll keep you awake talking about until two in the morning and it will just be your whole life with them. Here's another example. So I remember when my ex and I went for lunch. We, We met for lunch at a restaurant in Manhattan. Now, listeners, I had never been to this place before in my life. I'd never even heard of it when she mentioned it. And I thought, oh, that sounds nice, you know. And I looked it up and I worked out how to get there and I got there and we met there for lunch. So we were sat at this small table on the street, you know, the way they are in Manhattan, they're all It's in New York, so all the tables are quite close together because, you know, the sidewalk isn't that wide. So we were out there sitting at a table and she started talking about when we'd been there before. And I I'd literally never seen the place before in my life, as I said. So when I said this, I said, well, um, oh, I 
I haven't been here before. I don't think we've been here together. She got extremely defensive and almost immediately went into a rage. Now, it's likely actually that something had happened at her job earlier on. I later kind of discerned because she, soon after that, she actually lost that job. They fired her and it was a high power job in the city and she would do things like this. So she would kind of invite me places or get me into situations so she could literally take it out on me, whatever it was that had happened to her. She was going into this rage about the fact that as far as she was concerned, we had, I had been there before and we had been there together. And she got extremely upset and offended and was yelling. Um, she got upset because she was acting like I was forgetting spending time with her there and therefore neglecting that memory of us. Like it hadn't meant anything to me and that I'd forgotten. So the irony of all of this was that She'd clearly been there with somebody else, probably her ex, and was mistaking that person for me. So if anything, I should have been the one who was offended, right? So I, in a sense, made the mistake with her of defending myself, the D of Jade. What I later came to understand when I learned about Jade was that I just wouldn't do that. And then it actually, you know, I'm ashamed to admit that it came to a point sometimes where I would lie and say, oh, yes, I remember that. I remember those things. So on this particular day, she yelled so loud that the people at the next table were staring at us. I remember it was a couple of ladies. I saw it and then she saw me looking at them and feeling embarrassed. So I asked her, I kind of whispered to keep her voice down. And so she yelled more. And, you know, and she would say things like, they're not looking at you, Sally. No one is looking over here. Stop looking over there. No one is looking at you. I need you to focus on me. Why are you saying you never came here with me? Those sorts of things. These people were literally three feet away from us and the tables are very close together. And one of the people's mouths was hanging open um, listening to this. So yeah, that was me attempting to defend my point of view that something had literally never happened to me. And she was claiming that it did. And then the last one is the E, explain. So you find yourself repeatedly providing detailed reasons or clarifications for your choices. This can go on for hours. I mean, I remember some of the times with me and my ex could literally be about simple things like why I parked the car the way I did or the way I did the washing up. While healthy communication involves explaining yourself, narcissists will exploit this by twisting your words or using the information against you. They'll do both. They'll twist it and then they'll use it against you. And this can go on for hours. The idea of not doing Jade is to minimize engagement in these types of interactions with individuals who thrive on manipulation and control. So instead, focusing on healthy boundaries, expressing your needs assertively, and recognizing that you don't need to constantly explain or defend your decisions to people who don't respect your boundaries or well-being. I do know that it's hard not to keep explaining to someone who doesn't seem to understand you, and it might be someone who you want to understand you. The thing is, you're encouraged by the narcissist's occasional fake epiphanies, these kind of breakthroughs that they claim they're having in your situationship, where they do seem to understand, where they do seem to care. However, it is important to remember that the truth is they don't understand, nor do they really care to understand. They will only ever do what you want as long as they have to in order to get you to do what they want. So you have to remember that the end game with them every single time is themselves. They don't have a selfless bone in their body, that their pathology doesn't allow it. So any fake understanding, empathy or compassion towards you is all about them. It's an act. So the main thing 
thing to remember, no matter how good this act is, is that trying to give rational explanations to a narcissist is generally not suggested because they're not rational people. So narcissists use something called emotional reasoning, which is where feelings count as facts in their mind. And therefore, if they see or don't see something, that's the way it is, or that's the way it isn't, in fact. We're actually going to have a whole episode on people with NPD and their emotional reasoning and what that can do to your psyche and your sense of reality. This emotional reasoning takes an extremely stressful toll. It induces illness in people um, who have to interact with these folks over over any lengthy period of time. I remember pretty quickly, I realized that the circular arguments was a really strange thing that she did. I'd never experienced this with any person I'd ever come across before. She would literally corner me somehow. Does this any of this sound familiar? She would corner me somehow and trap me in this kind of circular, torturous conversation. And it would always involve putting me down in some way, whether it was about the way I looked, the way I spoke, the way I dressed, the way something was said. It could literally go on for sometimes days from morning to when it started to get dark. This would also escalate over the holidays or if it was someone's birthday or if we had to go somewhere to be with other people and celebrate. So anything like Thanksgiving, Mother's Day, Father's Day, any kind of celebration, a graduation, anything at all, it would be a problem. It would get worse and escalate around those times. We're also going to be having a whole episode on how narcissists ruin celebrations and then accuse you of actually doing the ruining. We're actually going to have a whole episode on that because if you spend any length of time around someone with narcissistic personality disorder, you'll know of old very well that their behavior escalates around any kind of celebration. So justifying, arguing, defending and explaining simply feeds the narcissist's need for attention because you are definitely not being heard. So by doing Jade, we literally play right into the disorder. Right before the tirade even starts, their mind is made up as to why you did what you did or said what you said, even if you never did or said anything. To them, what they believe is true because of their emotional reasoning. You cannot, therefore, communicate with someone who believes things work that way. It's like trying to reason with an adult-sized toddler. And I have mentioned this in previous episodes before, that people with NPD are emotionally arrested at the toddler stage. So no amount of jade will help here. Arguing in an adult sense is used to try and persuade someone else using logic and reason. So it stands to reason then, given what we know, that this will not work. You cannot convince or persuade a narcissist. It's totally useless because nothing you say will match up to how they feel and what they've constructed about whatever it is that they have in their mind. I even remember testing this sometimes and agreeing with something that she'd said literally a minute and a half to two minutes before and she would point blank disagree with me. So clearly whatever she'd said before, she didn't mean. It was just a way to goad me, a way to reel me into an argument. It's absolutely ridiculous. As we've said, Jade is a natural response for most human beings who are being berated for something that they haven't done. So unfortunately, as you know, the natural responses to things with narcissists are rarely the right responses, i.e. the ones they're looking for. To jade with a narcissist literally plays right into their pathology, but it is a natural response to their goading, accusations, and tantrums. Once I learned about jade, I found it helped me 
when she was about to launch into something, which is pretty obvious when they're just about to do that sometimes. It does require, however, metacognitive levels of awareness. That is thinking about your thinking. You literally have to be aware of your reactions while in a heightened state. And this is definitely not easy. This is why I recommend going no contact with the narcissistic person, or as I described in an earlier episode, using the grey rock method. And this is if you have to have some kind of contact with them. For example, if you have bills together and you have to talk to them somehow, or if you have children together or pets, any kind of shared responsibility that you can't back away from, then the grey rock method is perfect for that. It's literally very simple, clipped conversation about what it is that needs to get done. No more than that. So that was quite a bit about the principle of not using jade. It should help you or through these circular conversations, not only with narcissists, but also with any manipulative person, to be honest. So we're going to take a short break now. And after that, I'll be back with a journal prompt for this week, and it's based on our topic. This week's journal prompt will be a non-dominant hand exercise. I'll see you in a moment. Welcome back. This week's journal entry will be another non-dominant hand exercise. So you may remember in our first journal entry a few episodes ago, non-dominant hand exercises are used to tap into our subconscious memories. You have to literally slow down because your non-dominant hand will not go as fast as your dominant hand and therefore the thoughts you have can have more time to flow. Most people will find this frustrating at first. It is a frustrating exercise at first but try and allow this feeling to come and go as you record those thoughts and feelings for this week's topic. Once you've done the exercise, I really encourage you to read it out loud. This will provide you with further validation. This may even be something that you've never even said out loud. Also, if you feel comfortable enough, you may even want to share it with someone who you trust, who knows you very well, and may even remember you with the narcissist. You might want to set a timer for yourself for this too. I usually suggest five minutes, and if you meet five minutes and that's good time for you and you think you've recorded everything you that you wanted to, that's fine. If you go over the five, then that's fine too. I just sometimes find with these kinds of exercises that it, if you give yourself a timed portion, it can help focus you. So Get the pen or writing instrument, put it into the hand you don't normally write with, okay? So if you're a left-handed person, then you're going to use your right hand and vice versa. So here is your journal prompt for this week. Write about a time in your life when you were able to have a conversation with someone whom you'd had a disagreement with and you were able to resolve this disagreement. How did resolving the disagreement make you feel. So that was your journal prompt for this week. This will not only take you back to a place where resolution was in fact possible, but also by using your non-dominant hand, you're able to tap into thoughts and subconscious places that may have been damaged by patterns of circular antagonism with the narcissist. Please note, this podcast is not intended to replace professional therapy or counselling. It serves as a supplementary resource for support and encouragement. Listeners, 
you are encouraged to seek professional help if needed. I did, and it works for me every day. Stay tuned, and I look forward to healing with you again next time. Bye-bye.